That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Maybe you're just like cheese and you're not for everyone. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that you're not delicious. It just means that not everyone can handle you. Some can only take you in small amounts. Others can't even go near you without sharding themselves. But you deserve someone who can't get enough of you at all times. Like me, for example. I love cheese. And guess what? I love you. <laughs> it's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hi, ladies. Welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting, the largest self-love podcast and movement, your number one destination for personal growth and transformation. I'm your big sister, Violetta. Welcome to the second week of May. This month is all about mental health month. So today I figured what's better than a little mindset change? a little change of perspective type of thing when it comes to dating. So end of last month, I did an episode on why men pull away based on a men's perspective. And today I felt why not some mental health perspective on how to deal with heartache, sadness, and disappointment when it comes to dating, relationships, and most of all, situationships by dun dun dun, changing your perspective because bad things will always happen you know regardless it's life but it's all how we view things so okay but before we start this is your reminder to hit the subscribe button whether you are currently listening on spotify apple or you are watching almost adulting podcast on youtube that is correct we are on youtube so if you want to watch this in video go to our youtube channel and subscribe so go and hit the subscribe button and notification button so you never miss an episode again. New episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. And Tuesday, I already kind of dived a little bit into changing perspective when it comes to goodbyes. So today, we're diving into changing your perspectives when it comes to situationships and getting ghosted. So I wrote down kind of the main questions that I constantly get asked by you besties when it comes to situationships and ghosting and what to do with your situation. So the number one question that I always get asked from you guys is why did he ghost me? So let's change our perspective starting with this exact question, okay? So you're asking me why he ghosted you. Well, I'm here to tell you, did he really ghost you or... Did you just leave him speechless? Did you ever think about that? Did you ever think that maybe you're just that amazing? Maybe you're such a good texter that a week later, this guy is still in the same spot. He's still sitting there on the toilet, taking a long poop, trying to figure out how to respond to you because you're just too cool for him. And your text blew him away. Almost the same way all that cheese he had for lunch blew everyone at the office away at the meeting because he forgot he's lactose intolerant. So maybe, maybe you're just like cheese and you're not for everyone. 
And that's okay. It doesn't mean that you're not delicious. It just means that not everyone can handle you. Some can only take you in small amounts. Others can't even go near you without sharding themselves. But you deserve someone who can't get enough of you at all times. Like me, for example. I love cheese. And guess what? I love you. (laughs) Okay, so I hope that helps. (laughs) Be like cheese. You're delicious. You're not for everyone. But all jokes aside... (laughs) I did have some advice when it comes to ghosting, okay? So all jokes aside, when it comes to ghosting, when someone ghosts you, look, there's a few reasons when someone ghosts you. Either one, they can't afford you. You are in different pages, so good riddance. Or they want you to chase them. A lot of men do this these days, I know. And guess what? That's not who you are, you know? No bestie of mine will be lowering her worth for anyone and chasing them. So that's not for you. Or another reason is, They have an ex they went back to, or they found someone else that they're more into. That's the truth. Or maybe they're just not that into you. Or lastly, they got hit by a bus and died. So regardless, why do you need to question a man on why he ghosted you? You think you'll actually like the answer you're going to get? Why do you need closure or answers from someone that clearly does not want you? They are telling you with their silence on where you stand in their life. And that is nowhere. They are telling you with their actions, they do not want you. So why exactly do you need to ask a question on why they ghosted you? So when I've given you this advice where I tell you to focus on yourself, like I've done this on my episode on why men pull away two weeks ago. And I say, focus on yourself because they always come back, which they do. I'm not actually telling you to sit around and not contact him to quote unquote trick him into missing you while you're counting down the days till he finally reaches out so he can go back to bouncing on his below average penis again. No, when I tell you to move on, I mean really in that exact moment for your own mental health, for your own sake, try to move on, do it for you. Do it because you're tired of feeling this way and obsessing over someone who does not care about you or at least on the same level that you care for them. Do it because you deserve to feel happy again. So really do it and really mean it. Stop obsessing, stop reaching out and try to move on. And then if and when they do come back, then it's up to you. Then you can make your decision. Then you can make your choice. I'm never here telling you to never go back to that person. But then you will have a choice on where you are at in your life, whether you even want them at that point. And if you do make the decision to take this person back, all I'm telling you then is to raise the price, charge admission, add some interest to what it takes to get your attention back this time. Make them work for it at least. But I promise you, by the time these people come back, you can't figure out what you ever liked about them in the first place. It always happens this way. And a great example, what's really annoying is the fact that two weeks ago when I wrote my episode, Why Men Pull Away, which everyone should listen to, literally as I was writing that episode and how they all come back, boom, this dude from last year tried to come back into my life and nothing personal, no hard feelings. He's great, but the feelings are just not there anymore. And it didn't matter that he wrote me some paragraph on how amazing I am and how much he regrets that he was going through something. And I wish him the best, but that's the thing. This is what happens when people leave you, it's a gamble that they take. They choose to take this gamble when they leave. So 
you know, it's their fault when they come back and you're not available. And even today, when I wrote this current episode, lo and behold, boom, another dude who I never thought will come back. Like this guy, I never thought will come back because of how I acted, came back. So I am living proof when you live your life and you let them go and you forget about them, they always come back. They're like, oh, she's happy. Let me ruin her life. Yeah, he's really pretty. So I may go back to him though. I'm kidding. I'm not going to. He does have a huge penis though. So I am thinking about it, but I can't, but maybe, but no, I'm going to be strong for us. But damn bad dick. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is a mature podcast. This is a mental health podcast. This is mental health month. It's about putting our mental health before putting the dick first. It's about putting the penis second and your mental health first. So that is something I will need to think about. So I will get back to you about what happens with that guy. But damn does that work damn do they come back like i never thought that guy would come back when i tell you the way i acted that i was like this guy will never talk to me again and he came back i'm like okay i did think you know that guy should really you know work on himself like he should really learn to love himself like why is he coming back to me i'm kidding all right so this brings me to my next point i basically wrote down three things that i like to do well four actually but the first one it's not something that helps me at all. It actually makes my life worse every time I do this, but I've learned to just accept that it's part of my process. And I think it should be the same thing with you guys when you're going through a heartache or whatever it is and you have some quote unquote bad habits, not terrible habits like, you know, you have to do heroin or meth like I did when I first came to America, you know, something a little less dangerous than that. So I'm talking about more like, you know, making myself sad by looking at things I shouldn't be looking at, things like that but I'm still going to basically cover all four things, okay? So the first thing makes my life worse. But like I said, I've accepted it. My four things are, I would say, is a great advice for people who are loners like me, who don't really like to talk about their feelings with their friends or really share their dating life with their friends or they prefer to keep their sadness to themselves because they don't want to bum anyone out. So usually, you know, me personally, if I'm sad... I know it's bad, but I isolate myself for a minute till I kind of work out my feelings on my own before I can be around people. So here's my number one, which I don't recommend. So what I like to do is I like to make up scenarios in my head. First, it's good ones. Like, I'm like, for sure, this guy is going to be knocking on my door any minute now with flowers and an apology. And after day three, when it's not happening, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Maybe his car broke down. Maybe he got lost maybe he got hit by a bus, but he's in the hospital and he's going to be okay. They're going to call him because he put me as his emergency contact. And then I'm like, okay, wait, no, he's still posting on Instagram. All right, well, you know what? Maybe that's his way of being super nice to let me know specifically that he's doing okay. So I shouldn't be worried because he's thinking about me. That's so sweet. So then I make up all these sweet scenarios in my head about us because I'm in denial that he's probably already inside someone else. Then a few days later, now I'm angry, okay? Now I'm trying to think of all the ways I could subconsciously get his attention for him to contact me. But then I stop myself, okay? Because I've learned from listening to my own episodes. <laughs> and instead, I just stalk him. And then I see all the new girls he's following. And I see him living his best life, 
not thinking about me. So now I've hurt my own feelings. Now I'm sad. So now I hit a new low by doing the one thing I know will help me. And that is, I look up tarot card readings on YouTube where a random lady shuffles a bunch of cards and then she tells me that this man is actually secretly in love with me and he just needs to kind of sort out his feelings. And I'm like, okay, that, that checks out. She was talking to me, that makes sense. Now I feel better again. So now I text him. Okay, and now I regret that. I regret texting him. But you know what? That's fine. I ignore it. I pretend that I'm fine. I don't care. Then a few days go by where I don't listen to my feelings. Then I finally have a moment to myself. And then I start to replay everything that I ever said in my head. Then I start to talk down to myself like I really hate myself. I talk to myself like the same way I would never speak to a best friend or my worst enemy if they needed a pep talk. Now I feel angry. Then I feel sad. And then I feel shame. Now, shame is the hardest emotion to experience. That one will break you down and make you want to crawl under your bed and never come out. I think about how pathetic I am for even trying. I imagine that the guy probably laughing with all of his friends about me, showing our texts, his friends being like, look how pathetic this bitch is. Bitches, man. I think about how it's all my fault. There must be something wrong with me that I always fuck everything up. And then I start to replay all of the worst moments in my head with all the people who didn't love me in order to validate my current emotions, how unlovable I am. And I think about how they're 100% correct for not loving me. And then I cry myself to sleep. (laughs) You see, the mind plays tricks on us, especially when we're down. And the crazy thing is that none of us have ever actually had an original thought. And I mean by, in the sense that We've all talked to ourselves this way when we felt our lowest. And I don't care who you are or how different you think we are from one another. When it comes to feeling shame, you're just like me. We are all the same. We are so mean to ourselves when we need love the most. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And I'm sharing this one thing in order to show you that you're not alone and it doesn't matter that I'm a life and dating coach or how long I've worked on myself or how much, how many books I've read or how much I've studied all of this or all the therapy I've gone to. When it comes to shame, sadness, disappointment, they don't discriminate. We all experience them at all stages of our lives, at all different stages of our lives, but it's all about how you handle it what you do after you feel those emotions. So then I wake up after driving myself mad for a week and I make a choice that morning. 
I ask myself, is this working for me? And it's not. So I choose to stop. And you will have that day when you will wake up and you will feel like you've had enough. Like you can't go another day crying. You're all cried out. You can't go another day shaming yourself for feeling, for feeling bad or feeling angry or giving your love to someone who you feel like didn't deserve it. You will wake up one day and you will choose to stop. And you will realize that no one has power over you without your permission. Remember that. So that is when we move into my three simple ways to help get over a heartache. And this is specifically what I do. So technically, this is now moving into number two. I get over a heartache by, this is very silly, taking a screenshot of an ugly picture of them. Usually, either one of my friends will send me like an ugly animated character or an ugly actor who they think my ex reminds them of or the last guy I was talking to. It's so hilarious and you literally can't unsee it and it turns me off. So then I save it. And every time I'll think about that person, I will then look at this ugly screenshot I took of them, like mid sneeze or something, or the random picture my friend sent me. And every time I think of them, I will look at that picture and I will just start laughing and I'll be like, ew, this is the guy that rejected me like this dude. I'm crying over this guy. Like be so for real right now. Like stop. Okay. So that's like a funny way to kind of help you, you know, make light of moving on from a guy that you think is sexy, but he's like a three. Okay, so then the third way that I get over a heartache is, now it's not funny anymore, by accepting the reality instead of wishing what could have been. I know this one seems obvious, you know? Like, okay, he doesn't like me right now, but you never know. No, I mean to really accept your current reality and what you're going through. I genuinely think that the what if situationships always hurt so much more than real relationship breakups because you have this whole fairy tale in your head of what could have been if you two just tried harder or if you just didn't send that last text message or if you two just saw each other just one last time. Oh, how things would be different. If he just saw your face, if you just kissed him again, then it would work. If he just got to know you better, if you just could save him from himself, then he would see how amazing you are. Then all of your differences would be resolved, right? Wrong. But with situation shifts, because the problem is we don't actually know this person like really know who they are because we haven't actually had that much time to get to know them versus whatever current version of themselves they chose to show us in the beginning because everyone shows the best version of, of themselves in the beginning so then because we don't actually know who these people are it opens up room for our imagination to fill in all of the blank spots all of the gaps and the pieces of the puzzle of who we think this person is of who we wish they could be to fit our lives so that's why it's then so difficult to let go of this fantasy that we created in our head of this person who seems so perfect for us but we don't actually know them and they're not actually perfect for you because the right person who will be perfect for you, what will make them perfect for you is someone who will also want to be with you. So what I do is I sit there 
And I choose to finally see the reality of what this situation I'm in, where we are on different pages or we're not agreeing with whatever it is. So I sit there and I choose to finally see the reality of the situation where I'm repeating an old pattern or where I opened up an old wound that I'm trying to now heal through this random person that I barely know. I take off my love goggles and I see what I had with this person, what it really was. I see the lack of effort from them. I see the moments where we didn't see eye to eye. I see how we communicate differently. Or I see how much we weren't actually compatible. And then I write down what I would want to say to this person, like what the reality is. So I wrote something down a long time ago. It sounds dramatic, but just bear with me. You know, I think to myself, if I was talking to this person, I would say, you're not real. Okay. I made you up all in my head. I made this version of you that I made up all in my head. It doesn't actually exist because the reality is that you're just another guy and you're not special. You're not different. You're just like the rest of them. I played some make-believe and I created some made-up version of you in my head because the reality of you sucks, okay? The reality of you just isn't good enough for me. And when I say these things out loud, it helps me remove this shame that I previously felt of how I ruined it with my perfect person. It also makes me realize that what I have with that person is actually replaceable. We didn't have anything special because I didn't actually know this person. And I didn't actually want this person. I was just subconsciously repeating an old pattern. And now that I can see it, I can stop it. And I can learn from it. And I can move on. And I've discussed this before, I think, in my January episodes. But this is the part that should make you feel better. The moment when you can't figure out why you can't stop obsessing over some guy. Or why you really believe that he's the one. Or that you think you'll never move on from this person that it's not actually about them. Usually, more times than not, it's not about the person that's in front of us. You're not actually sad over this random human. It's your inner child needing a hug. So it means that whatever your experience is or was, those strong emotions that you can't explain, they normally come from some other type of rejection that you experience as a child, normally from one of your parents. And now as an adult, your brain is subconsciously revisiting this rejection moment, hoping that this time with this new person, it will be different. That this time, your younger you will be loved. That this time, you will get your happy ending. But strangers cannot heal us. Unfortunately, you have to do that all on your own starting with giving yourself some grace, with giving yourself a little hug to you and your inner child. That's why it's so important to take all of the time that you need to heal from what's hurting you and not worry about how fast other people are telling you that you need to get over things or how fast other people healed from something similar that you're currently going through. We all need different time lengths. There is no correct time length when it comes to healing. So I just want to give you that validation right now while you're listening. I don't care if you only went out one day with a guy. I don't care if it was only one month together. I don't care if you guys were never official, but your heart is broken. I don't care. 
I want to validate your current feelings of sadness. It's okay that you're sad and it's okay that you need time to heal because it's not about that person. It's about something that you went through when you were younger. It's finally being revisited in your brain and it's finally time for you to heal from it. So do that for yourself. Now, the third thing that I like to do, and this is a fun one again, the one thing that helps me really move on is music. Music has always helped me express my feelings, especially when I don't know how to verbally express them, especially when I was younger. I don't know if it's because I've danced most of my life or because I'm deaf in my left ear. So I feel like it makes me appreciate sound so much more. But music has always been such a big part of my life and at different stages of my life. So I definitely recommend music if you're into music. I feel like whenever I listen to a song, it changes my whole mood. So then I like to listen to a song on repeat. And that really helps me get over my sadness and my heartache. Because even if you're over a person, you can still be sad that it didn't work out with them. And that's where music can come in and really empower you. But I'm not talking about the usual music that we all listen to after a heartache, which is again, a mistake that I make, where you just want to slit your wrists when you finish listening to that playlist. Which, by the way, some of my go-to songs for depression <laughs> are Dancing on My Own by Calum Scott, The Blower's Daughter by Damian Rice, Love in the Dark by Tim Gallagher, or, oh my God, this one gets me, Out of Reach by Gabrielle. Those songs definitely make me want to never leave my bed or not shower for a week. So I'm not talking about listening to that. I'm talking about listening to that one song that just hits differently and it helps you finally completely move on like okay yes queen time to move on so for example one of my go-to songs that now i'm about to share something that's super private for me but it's fine we're best friends and that's okay so why not but as you know I'm, i've always been super private about whoever i'm dating i normally don't like to name them or even give hints about them because at this point in my life I just feel like loving a man publicly is just embarrassing so you know I gotta just do it privately <laughs> I'm kidding but no regardless I just like keeping that part of my life to myself plus you know I hate getting excited over someone only for it to be a letdown but anyway I keep it to myself so an example of a song that I listen to to this day I even listened to it like last week and it always helps me cheer up is Mean by Taylor Swift because I know who she wrote the song about because I dated that guy too years later after her and he really was mean and I remember to get over him which to be honest it was very easy to get over him because he was so cruel in his own condescending way but it was the depression that I sunk into and feeling like shit about myself that took me a second to get over and get back up. So then I would listen to the song because I knew it was about him. And it really helped me because she described exactly who he was. And I think she also described perfectly exactly how you feel after a breakup about someone in the most simplest way, the way we used to explain things when we were in like first grade, you know, mean, you're just mean, whether the words you said to me were mean or the way you walked away was mean or how you chose not to love me that was just so mean you're mean and in my opinion sometimes the most simple way to describe something is the best and i love it 
like I said, I sang the song last week when I felt let down by a boy who turned out to be nothing like I thought he was. And it genuinely snapped me out of it. I really thought I was going to have like a, a depression app. And instead, I was singing Mean. I don't know if I can play this song right now. I would love to play it right now without copyright infringement. But maybe we can play it for two seconds. Someday I'll be living in a big old city And all you're ever gonna be is mean Anyway, so basically, you pick a song that works for you. And obviously, since we're besties, I wrote down a few songs for you that can help you, okay? Are you ready? Write this down. Pink. So what? I'm still a rock star. I got my rock boots and I don't need you. And guess what? I'm having more fun now that we're done. I'm gonna show you tonight. I'm just fine. <laughs> I know you guys are like, I wish I was deaf. I know. I don't want to get copy infringement, so I have to sing it. Okay, the next one is Dua Lipa. I don't give a fuck. The next one is Gives You Hell by All American Rejects. The next one is Before He Cheats by Carrie Underwood. The next one is Through Your Phone, Cardi B, which I think I actually know the words. Let's see. I just want to break up all your shit. Call your mama up and let her know that she raised the bitch. Then dial tone click and fuck your fake ass friend coming around acting like they're my bros. I see all your groove texts where you like to brag about your hoes and you can tell your little bitch. I screenshot all her naked pics. Oh, you want to send news to my man? Wake up with your boobs on the gram. Little bitch, I cannot stand you. Right handed Jesus. I might just cuddle the tongues of your sneakers. National TV from Best Buy. You can turn me in the left eye. I had a feeling. No, I don't want to hear about invasion of privacy. I had a feeling. It turns out you lie to me. I'm holding back everything that's inside of me. How are you going to fuck it with bitches that follow me? You know what's crazy? In my head, I've always thought I sang that so smoothly. But now doing this out loud was something, you know, I wish I could have kept to myself. One, my accent really came out. Two, out of rhythm. Three, I think at this point right now, anyone that's listening probably sped through this or wishes they were deaf in both ears. I wish I was deaf in both ears at this point. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and not sing the rest of the songs. But let's see, what other ones? Okay, the next one is Irreplaceable by Beyonce, Vegas by Doja Cat, and Don't Call Me Up by Mabel. All right, you guys. So that will be all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed everything when it comes to changing your perspective, when it comes to situation shifts, when they don't work out and ghosting. And I hope you got some good song recommendations from this. I hope you will give yourself a little hug for doing your best. I hope you enjoyed this episode enough that you will leave me a five-star review when this episode is over on the apple podcast i appreciate it greatly and i hope that you remember to love yourself because i love you okay i love you guys have a beautiful thursday bye